0: Hello, listeners. You're listening to KGNU, Boulder, Denver, and Fort Collins. My name is Indra, and I am pleased to welcome Los Angeles-based experimental vocalist and composer, Odeya Nini. Hello, Odeya.
1: Hello, Indra. How are you doing today? for having
0: me. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, It's very exciting to hear about your upcoming performance at The Tank in Rangeley, Colorado, on June 2nd. Have you ever performed there before?
1: No, I have not. I have not been there. Um, But I have, from the moment I heard about this place, I thought, I must go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I must see this place and sing in it. And um, I just, I'm a a fan of acoustic spaces, obviously. My work is really based on natural resonance, and I, I work with that. Um, in my performance, and so I don't use any amplification, and I I always look for the places that have um, really nice resonance and nice acoustics to sing in. So, yeah, i performed in tunnels, aqueducts, among concert halls and gallery spaces, but um, always a place that has has that give of resonance, so I'm super excited to, to go out to the Tank.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and for our listeners who don't know what the Tank is... Um, It was constructed in 1940, or around that time, as a railroad water treatment facility. So um, basically, and I'm not sure what the history is after that, but it's an empty tank (laughs) now. And Mm -hmm. it's been used for performances um, for a while because of its natural acoustics. So um, how did you hear about the tank?
1: Um, Actually, my friend, my friend, Ethan, who lives in Boulder, um, I have never been to Colorado. And I've lived in this country almost my entire life. And I feel like I said, you know, I got it. I got to come to Colorado. I need to find a reason. Um, I want to find a way to perform. I just really, I don't don't know. I've been to so many places in the world and I haven't been to Colorado. I just really wanted to find the right place to to show my work. So um, he's like, hey, have you heard of the tank? Mm-hmm. And when I looked it up, and I thought, "What is this incredible place, and how have I not heard of it and It's amazing um and i just I just wanted to to go, so I reached out to them, and um they were excited to have me come out. wonderful.
0: So. So, you know, I think that our listeners would probably be interested to hear a little bit more about the type of music that you make, because I think it's fair to say it's unconventional compared to what Mm -hmm. maybe people normally think of as a a songwriter or a composer or a vocalist. Um, So part of your bio on Bandcamp says that you use extended vocal techniques. So I was wondering if you could Mm -hmm. talk a little bit more about what that means.
1: You know, When you say extended vocal techniques, it's basically just extending, um, using, the, using the instrument in a non-conventional way. So not just harmony and melody and kind of a beautiful tone that uh, lends itself to song, which is what the voice usually, usually is used in song, words, lyrics, rhythm, melody, um, and, and using it in a different kind of way. So um, creating different kinds of sounds different kinds of colors. Um, yeah, so it's basically about a different texture and a different color with the voice that extends it beyond being a singer. And that's why there's a big differentiation between being a vocalist and being a singer because in the, the root of vocalist is voice and the voice contains, it can be, any, it can be anything. I mean, crying, laughing, speaking, yelling, as, as well as beautifully singing and doing many other clickings and, and ticks and whirls and flutters, all of those colors um, are all in the voice. Um, and then song, of course, means a certain style, something something that needs to be learned in a different kind of way. So the way I use my voice is I definitely use a lot of song and a lot of um, melody, harmony, all of those things, but um, harmonizing with myself sometimes. <laughs> um, but I am um, interested in all those other expressive colours. Um yeah, that abstract expression in the voice, where there are no words, where there's just an underlying strong um emotion, intention, energy, um, and kind of riding that wave of breath with all these different kind of colourful sounds.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um and so you have um, you have recordings of your work, obviously. Um, but I'm interested to hear a little bit more about what your performance looks like in the live setting. Um, do you focus mostly on your voice? Are there other instrumental things involved? Um, what is that, What does that kind of look like?
1: Well, yeah, it's it's definitely a solo performance. Um, I call it a solo voice, um, and it's very it's interdisciplinary. It's, I use movement and theatrical elements, but the body is really a big, a big part of it. Um, and in terms of also the, mainly the vocal release, the release that it's, it's not choreographed movement, but, but movement that I really needs to, that, that, that's pulling me, that's taking me, that needs to happen to get all these different um, sounds come out of my body. And if I get stuck, I kind of Shift and use the movement in different kind of ways, and and then I play with the movement in terms of affecting the sound. So a really strong shaking of the arms or movements, you know, move, moving the body in different ways that can affect articulate the sound in a different kind of way, and also the expression of the body. So what um, if there's a, a sad if, I, if I'm frowning, but you're hearing a very sweet sound. So kind of playing with the juxtaposition of that and the the audience in terms of how they're experiencing something and understanding that they're reading they're reading many different things it's not just listening to the sound but it's my energy it's my body it's what I'm saying on many levels and just to add to the exciting uh, abstract nature of it even more and, and 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 make it even more of a mystery so that people are really forced to kind of construct their own story of what what is this you know I um, I've worked very hard over the last few years to Do something that can avoid the question of what was that or what are you thinking or what's going on, you know, but um, to work in the abstract, but also considering very much the audience um, so that there's a clarity because I'm clearly committed to what I'm doing. But it's um, it's unknown and everyone will experience it differently. And certainly what I'm going through is not, you know, what everyone should be going through. So, um, so when you're seeing a performance, it's definitely um, it's very energetic, which doesn't mess only mean loud. There's a lot of softness, um, there's a lot of volume as well, and there's a lot of different kinds of movement, and hopefully people sense that I'm really interacting with them in the space, so it's not just a frontal, someone observing, someone watching me, but I'm very interested in, in, um, in the involvement and bringing people in, and I... Do that physically by reaching towards them or energetically by sending them the sound throwing them balls of sound and um, so that it's very alive in the space and that's why resonance is so important because literally sound is physical it's traveling through space and when the space is very resonant you can hear it and feel it really moving around you in circles and spirals and diagonals and it's an amazing, it's an amazing thing that exists, you know, sound being in in the physical form. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's lots of things um, and it's a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah. It
0: sounds like it. Um, I also read that you, you lecture about contemporary vocal techniques and composition and, and do workshops. And um, part of some of those workshops are about um, the healing qualities of voice and movement. So I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah, um, I think when I, in in my years of studying voice, in the earlier years, I came upon challenges like all of us and um, the, I just spent time in different ways kind of working through those challenges and did a lot of different stuff improvisation free improvisation with which just freed freed so much but really when I when it came to um, somatic practices and movements um, so not dance but really movement practices I really realized um, how to work through so many of those challenges and how how the you know different kind of visual visual um, imagery and direction, and how when I, when I apply that into movement, um, how that opens up and shifts things inside of me energetically, emotionally, just the release that happens with movement. And sound being physical and being movement, it's, it's such a powerful um, force for ourselves. I mean, literally, the body is vibrating strongly when you're singing, and other people's bodies are vibrating as they hear the sound. Um, it's touching their brains, it's touching inside of them. And, and I think that um, it's invisible and we don't have, we don't have a, a lot of respect usually for the things we don't see, you know, but when we, when we do see something, when we do, um, ha- when we're standing in front of something and can't ignore it, then um, that's a different kind of thing. So I've worked a lot to really strengthen the imagination and visualization and have a relationship with the voice for as in really think of it almost as an entity and then how it's affecting me and my own body and touching my own body and soul and how every time I open my mouth to speak or of course to sing I'm touching someone I'm affecting them and how to really how to consider that and how what is my you know who am I in that place and I think that's a it's a it's a it's a very healing space for for an individual when you're sounding and making that sound for yourself, but also in um, as a relationship with another person and um, and how you're affecting that space. So all of, kind of a lot of stuff really. And what I said before about people asking me um, in my earlier days, kind of what they wanted to know, what was happening to me, they wanted an explanation, and I. Was did not want to give people explanations. I didn't want people to respond to my performance with wanting an explanation. And I thought, okay, how do I move away? How, how do I get people not to ask me what I'm feeling, but just tell me what they felt and come to me with an, an image that they had um, experienced. So I started doing sound vocal sound baths and thought, what if people lay down and close their eyes while I sing to them? And is that going to take them out of their heads and into their bodies? And so, um in years I've been teaching yoga for the for about ten or so years, and so that that practice, and then the sound baths, which yes, people definitely did not ask me what I was feeling and came to me with their own feelings and um, and then how I was singing in that space is giving people energy, thinking of moving them, um, and then it just kind of you know and, and the teaching that I was doing and I just got deeper and deeper into really guiding people through a different attitude with sound and, and their voice, um, which is there's so many layers to that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I um, started doing workshops and this last year I led my first three day retreat, which really touches on all these different elements and goes deep into into the journey, um, which, you know, singing, it's, it's like playing basketball as well as meditating. And there's so much imagery and visualization, as I've said, and, and, um, and and animation and play. And there's just so much and, and digging into our, our history and ourselves, the muscles, what we're holding, what we're not holding and awareness. So it's such an amazing world. And the beauty is that we all, as humans are in that world using our, our, our voices um, so that, you know, we can, we can be in that um, creative place and um, ex- exploration as opposed to playing the clarinet where, you mm-hmm. know, that's a very different journey in music. Um, so it's been a real pleasure working with people. And most of my people I work with are not musicians, but I'm always... Amazed And so humbled and honored when, you know, when people approach me that are lawyers, you know, all walks of life saying, Hey, I want to, I want to work on my voice. And I think, yes, I believe, Mm -hmm. I believe in humanity. (laughs) And uh, yes. um, So, so yeah, I've been, I feel like um, I used to, those, those worlds of, um, of yoga that I was in and music, I kept them very separate for a long time. And in the last two years or so, especially in the last year, just not being afraid of, of really owning that um, understanding of how healing um, art is, and especially the voice. And so I've been preaching it in many different ways. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, trying to reinvigorate contemporary music with um, this spirituality and like a holistic. Uh, holistic approach to, to, to music because that's, you know, we're, we're all, it, it comes from a place of reaching a higher state of consciousness and uh, and connecting with something in ourselves and greater. And we can't, we can't forget that.
0: <laughs> yeah. um I mean, you've obviously done a lot of careful thinking and work around the voice, which is just something that I think a lot of us take for granted. We we talk to people every day and we use our voice a lot. A lot of us do. Um, and it's really interesting to hear you talk about, um, you know, all the different things that 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 means um, that we often just don't even consider. Um, so, you know, obviously it's taken probably a while for you to kind of come to this place where you are in your life and being an experimental vocalist is definitely not a conventional path for a musician so I'm just curious mm-hmm. to hear a little bit more about how you arrived in this um, space of performance and making music um, because you know you were saying you mm-hmm. know playing the clarinet is not a different thing but that's usually what people are introduced to when they first are introduced mm-hmm. to music maybe in grade school or at some point like here's an instrument and learn it and mm-hmm. that's yeah. go forth <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I think like many breakthroughs that people have, it comes from it comes from a challenge. Um, and I lived in, well, I started out in theater when I was a, a kid and, and did that through high school really seriously, very passionate. I dreamt of coming to Hollywood and being an actress and never thought I'd actually live in L.A. <laughs> making experimental art, but that was really my path of um, embodying, embodying characters, you know, that escape of I'm now, now I'm a different person. Um, and but when, when I started, I started singing, actually, I lived in Israel for six years. My parents are Israeli and um, I, I had to serve in the Israeli army. And so I was I was in a band for part of it. And in the band, you know, you're singing and dancing and that's that kind of diva sound and you're like loud and moving. And, and I, I just don't have that kind of voice. Um, and I really struggled with it, and I just, I would cough, I would, I I just couldn't, like, my voice was not right, and I ended up going to speech therapy, and they told me my vocal cords didn't close enough, and that I had to do, you know, different work, I was definitely pushing, Um, so I found a theater teacher who was incredible, and the kind of um, work that she did, which is not the voice theater work I did when I was in high school um, was really based so much in the body and we had different yoga poses with breath exercises and um, different, different um, a a connection between the body and the breath. So that was kind of the initial, the initial um, shift I had. And then I went, I studied jazz and um, I went to the jazz school, uh, the new school for jazz and contemporary music in New York, but I never, I just wanted to be a musician at that point, not an actor anymore. And, um, but I, I, um, I didn't want to be, I didn't feel like jazz was my soul. You know, I didn't know anything about jazz at that point, but uh, I got in. And so I started, you know, doing it. And, and after the first two years of the required songs, which I, you know, I I just, I, I liked them, but it just wasn't my, my thing, you know, I just felt like I i don't know what it is, but there's something else inside of me. And and also with words, I mean, back to the issues I had before, I <clears throat> i didn't have, I, I would run out of breath. i The phrasing of the words, I felt like I wasn't getting to the end of the sentence at the right time. And, you know, when, when you're singing with words, you put in these little breath marks, like you sing this far and then you take a breath and then you sing these words and then you take another breath. And I just felt like that was not comfortable in my body. And so... I would always choose the spirituals and like the songs that were really open for my repertoire. But um, my third year of school, I studied um, with, it was a class called Sound in Time where he had us record sounds in our environment and come back and just, and play that on our instruments. So I created, I recorded my New York door creaking and the shower and the teapot, like suddenly listening to all these sounds in my environment and that's with, that's really where the extended techniques began because you come back into the room and how do I sound like a teapot, you know, or how do I sound like a creaking door? And, and so I had to find different ways to move in my mouth and with my tongue. And um, and all these different colors came out. And I, because it's free improvisation, I could follow my breath any way I wanted. I mean, it was, nothing was dictating um, where to go. So it was you know, if suddenly some spit came up and like it kind of cut off my voice, I just turned that into something interesting. Or, you know, whatever came up in my body, I worked into the improvisation <clears throat> which completely liberated my voice and my mind and blew me away that, wow, I oh, this is amazing. <laughs> and uh so I got really deep into improvisation and um and then when I moved out to California I um came to, for grad school, and I studied composition, really wanted to focus on instrumental composition, and um, but it was stronger than me, the uh, the voice, and I got into contact improvisation, and um, got to know a group of people that were performance art dancers, and just, just performance art, or performance as a genre, and and just intonation and, and you know just different types of music that had to do with subtle changes and subtle movement and listening deeply, deep listening, which brings me back to Paulina Oliveros who is a woman that frequented the tank a lot. And so when I saw when I saw that I thought, Oh my God, I must must go to the tank. Um, but the the just a different attitude towards um, towards sound which gives you a different kind of control that's not dictated by something else, but by your own, your own expression and creativity. Um, so the movement and somatic practices just liberated me even, even more. And it was just, you know, it just kind of took off from there. into whatever felt, you, you know, I, I always tell students that it's not, it's not about what you sound like. Like don't ask yourself what you sound like, but ask yourself how you feel when you're sounding because that's where the answer is. I mean, it's you're not going to know if something went well or if that was right if you're just listening, you know. Um, you'd have to know how you feel when you're doing it. And if you feel right and if you feel good, then it's, it's, it's right. Um, maybe not if you're singing an aria and you have to hit the right notes, <laughs> but, you know, when you're being creative, it's like there are no, you know, do you just want to? be in that place of of feeling because it's it's a sensation it's a vibration yeah i um yes <laughs> and that's where i am now <laughs> wonderful well uh,
0: it's been so nice to speak with you and to learn more about your journey through music and um where you are now and all the great work that you're doing um, so again, for our listeners, we've been speaking with Odea Nini. She's going to be performing at the tank right here in Colorado on June 2nd. um Is there anything else that we should know about the performance Odea?
1: um it starts at eight pm <clears throat> it's at the it's the tank is about five hours from Denver, so it's um it's a it's a trek, but I think well worth it a very unique experience um to to really feel these acoustics. And yeah, it's from eight to nine. And I'm also actually, I'm sharing the evening with my husband who plays the bassoon um, and he'll be playing it in kind of an experimental way to taking the bassoon apart. So it'll be a shared performance of solo voice and um, solo bassoon. All, I also wanted to mention that I, I'll be leading a workshop of Free the Voice and doing a vocal sound bath at a studio in Denver on June 3rd called Karma Yoga. So that's going to be 4, to 6, 30. Um, it's going to be the Free the Voice workshop. And then from 7 to 8, 15, I'm going to do a, a, sound, a vocal sound bath, a voice bath at Karma Yoga.
0: Wonderful. So, is, do you have a website yeah. that people can go to if they want to look these things up?
1: Yeah, so odeanini.com is... For my artistic work. Um, and then voicebath.com is for my teaching and voice bath, vocal sound bath work. Yeah, and all the info is there.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks.